0: Welcome to PageCast's holiday season. This December, we're looking back and reflecting on all the incredible books published in 2022. We've asked a few special guests to review their top pick for the year and to give us a taste of what they'll be reading this holiday and in the new year. We hope you enjoy this episode of PageCast's Books in Review for 2022. Hi there, I'm Sue Grant Marshall, I have the show on radio today, 1485 AM, called Reading Matters. And so as the title suggests, it's all about books. And I'm on Jonathan Ball's page cast, which is a fantastic platform. And this is the book I've chosen as my Jonathan Ball Best Book of the Year, The Eye of the Beholder, and it's by none other than Margie Orford, who I hope you might recall wrote the Dr. Clare Hart thriller series. Now I was totally in love with Claire Hart, and I was devastated when the flow of Dr. Clare Hart stopped. And What has appeared in its place? But I did interview Margie Orford. She now lives in London. When I interviewed her and I said to her, So is this the beginning of a whole other new series? And she said, No. But I mean, you can't always believe authors. So The Eye of the Beholder by Margie Orford, who used to live in South Africa, and this book. Now, the title, The Eye of the Beholder, I'm not going to interpret it for you because that'll give away, possibly, depending how sharp you are, that might give away the, what can I say, Mm, the essence of the story but remember the title as you read through the story now as I say I interviewed Margie Orford do you know it's incredible the shouts you know what the shout is it's what they write on the cover by other authors or publishers or whatever and so I'm sure all of you know Ian Rankin, and he has described this book as powerful as it is elegant, grips like a vice, and I would totally agree with that. Peter James says, subtle, chilling to the bone, and very contemporary. Margie Orford has a quietly understated, beautiful, literary style, and indeed, that is the essence of Margie Orford, that her style is so elegant now from the cover of this book there's a red house it looks like a cabin wood cabin and painted red and then snow everywhere and that is the beginning of the book which is so powerful it starts Cora maybe he shouted after her Cora a command Cora a plea maybe it was just an echo in her head but this time Cora wasn't listening. This time she wasn't stopping. This time she was running. And so she runs from this cabin through the snow, leaps into her car, her heart's pounding, her breath is ragged. And as she climbs into the car, a dog leaps in with her and the dog, uh, an Alsatian, I think, has a sore paw, a wounded and I'm mad about dogs in particular and animals. I think, oh, Margie, you can't have a wounded (laughs) dog at the beginning of the story. But, of course, Margie Orford, being the brilliant person she is, has a very good reason for having this dog, this Alsatian, in the snow, Which, and she has to leave the Alsatian behind her as she drives off in her car and the reason is that the Alsatian is owned by somebody called Eve Fournier and so if this dog goes running through the snow and someone sees it or sees it no sees it in the car with her Berger, the central protagonist of this they will know that she has something to do a big thing to do with E. Fournier. Her daughter is Freya, F-R-E-Y-A, and Angel Lamar works with animals, dogs, principally in the snow, rescuing them in Canada. But there's a South African connection because she comes from South Africa as indeed does Cora Berger. Margie Orford is incredible the way she has throughout her life, her writing life and her other life, set out to bring our attention to women and children who are abused by men, tortured by men, every other thing you can think of by men. The story takes us to Europe, to South Africa, back to Canada, and it's to do with women and a a child that are abused by men. And I don't want to say too much, because otherwise, I'll be giving it away. What can I say that um, Scotland also comes into this, because um, Margie goes back in time um, to Scotland. So we travel all over the place. I must say, and then I've got to end off here. The ending of this book, you're not going to believe it. You, Your heart is going to pound faster and harder than Cora's does at the very beginning. So there we go. That's my book, my Jonathan Ball book. And now, what am I going to read during the holidays? The first one, I'm sure... Most of you have heard of Barbara Kingsolver. She came to South Africa some years ago. She wrote that extraordinary book, The Poisonwood Bible. If you haven't read The Poisonwood Bible, you have a treat second to none in store. She's also written the book she came to South Africa was about the monarch butterfly, and that was called Flight Behaviour. She's also written, unsheltered, brilliant book. Oh, I could go on and on. The Lacuna is another one. Oh, I have to keep making sure I don't overrun my time. Um, the Lacuna, um, which people have raved about. Now, this one is called, can you see it? It's called Demon Copperhead. And she doesn't pretend it isn't a... David Copperfield, we all know from Charles Dickens, and she thanks, Barbara Kingsolver does, Charles Dickens for his role in this book, which is set in the Appalachian Mountains where she lives. Let me just quickly tell you about Barbara Kingsolver's um, book. Look, I haven't read it. That's why it's on the list to be read. Demon's story begins with his traumatic birth to a single mother in a a trailer, in other words, could be trailer trash, looking like a little blue prize fighter. For the life ahead of him, he will need all of that fighting spirit, along with buckets of charm, a quick wit, and some unexpected talents, legal and otherwise. Oh, if you have never read a Barbara Kingsolver book. Stop. There's a list as long as my arm. It, she really is quite extraordinary. Now, do you know the book I'm going to talk about now called Bonnie and Reed. And I thought to myself, what a funny title, Bonnie and Reed. It's by the author Julie Walker, and the subtitle is Rebels, Pirates, women. And I made a couple of notes here. Julie Walker's debut novel centers on her long-time fascination with two of history's most notorious pirates. So these women were notorious pirates. They were real. Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed, The Cork-born Anne Cormac, who gave up an easy life as the daughter of a plantation owner to elope with a servant and Mary Reed who grew up in poverty and she's disguised as a boy have become the stuff of ballads and folk tales. But Julie Walker's book breathes life into the legends and restores their own voices. Isn't that incredible? And I must download the um, folk tunes and songs about them. Now, Anne is a woman entirely in command of her destiny. That's Anne Bonny. While Mary Reed is a woman who's made the best of every situation and in each other they find true sisterhood. Their story, however, doesn't end with their capture. It lives on in the tales that are told and the songs that are sung. This book by Julie Walker is a warm and wonderful tribute to these timeless women with intriguing details about the period in which they lived and their pirate lives. Isn't that fascinating? So now I'm going to finish off, you'll have noticed they're all novels, and that's because in a way I have to read so many non-fiction books. And now this one, which I'm going to finish off with, is by Maggie O'Farrell, and it's called The Marriage Portrait. Now, what a beautiful cover. So, in the winter of 1561, Lucretia, oh, goodness, oh, this is the Italian. I'll have to get my glasses. (laughs) I'm failing in my Italian. Lucretia, Duchess of Ferrara is taken on an unexpected visit to a country villa by her husband. Why I'm reading it is because I haven't read the book. Alphonse, her husband Alfonso, as they sit down to dinner in the icy hall, it occurs to Lucretia that Alfonso has a sinister purpose in bringing her here. He intends to kill her. Oh my goodness. So, She is 16 years old at the time and has led a sheltered life, locked away inside Florence's grandest palazzo, guarded by her father's soldiers and her mother's ladies-in-waiting. Here in this remote villa, however, she's entirely at the mercy of her increasingly erratic husband. What is Lucrezia to do with the sudden knowledge isn't that oh my goodness and this is also a chunky book and I can't wait to read it what a cover what a background back page oh I absolutely oh I'm so excited well I'm going to have to finish off there now and I have loved chatting to you um Jonathan Ball's page cast And if you ever want to listen to me but can't see me, of course, on my Reading Matters show on radio today, it's on 1485 AM, but we also go out on DSTV channel 869. And I do have a podcast. So there you go. I'd love chatting to you. Have a gorgeous reading Christmas. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of PageCast. To make the holiday season that much better, we are giving away weekly book bundles of all the top picks. Follow us on Instagram at Jonathan Bull Publishers to find out more. From everyone at PageCast, happy holiday.